Troops, here we are again, the Eagle Podcast. I've managed to find the best mobile coffee shop owner in the Lake District, <laughs> Elliot's Coffee Van. Kirsty, how are you doing? Thanks very much and welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me on. This is so exciting. I have never done a podcast before. I listen well, to enough of them, but I don't, I've never been on one, so I feel well, pretty honoured. You, you're very welcome. And as I said before we spoke, before we got online, um, I spend time looking through people's Instagram accounts, basically finding out who's who and you know cutting the chuff and the chaff. And when I looked at yours, I was like, here's a person who's clearly driven, focused, and the passion is the mobile coffee business. And I thought, I've had uh, a coffee shop on, I've had a coffee disputer on, but I've not had a mobile coffee shop on. So... <laughs> Everyone's doing it. it. So, <laughs> how did you get into the mobile coffee business? Um, so, it's kind of been um, a bit of an idea over the last, I would only say, for the coffee van, um, yeah. probably in the last 12 months. Okay. Um, but I've been, actually, I've spent my history, I've been in pharmacy for 10 years. So, leading the pretty corporate life, having the flashy, fancy corporate uh, business cars you know dressing in corporate wear going nice. to corporate events and uh, staying over in a lot of hotels was this glaxo smith it's um no, the lakes. Oh, no okay. it, it wasn't it was actually um an actual community pharmacy company okay right cool. yeah so i've done that for 10 years and yeah i would probably say in the last two years i've kind of been thinking i haven't quite been happy just wanting to like have a bit of a change um I would probably say going back a bit further actually so I, I, I branched out and uh, dropped my hours to part-time um and tried and went back to study for a year well actually two years part-time and then cool. came back and then they um they offered me a, a job which I felt like at the time I couldn't refuse um but I kind of worked my way up in within pharmacy um, as I say, and I kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, do I continue down this route of being in this corporate world, which I wasn't getting my fulfillment from or really enjoying as much as I maybe should have been for the role that I was doing. So I took some time out um, and kind of just thought, okay, right, just I changed my job role. They offered, I was offered a job and I went back into a branch role um, and from there that's when I was like okay I need to kind of focus on myself along with that probably um, it was it was a big change around a, um, many changes like in my personal life as well so that kind of had quite a big influence on it yeah and yeah that's where I was like okay what do I want what do I really want and as I say it was about two years of going through the motions, thinking about what it was that I really wanted to do. Um, I looked at um, a few different coffee shops. So the coffee kind of idea came about where I was like, I want to be able to be in somewhere <clears throat> in a business that people want to come and visit me and yeah. speak to me. Whereas in the pharmacy industry, <laughs> everyone's really grumpy. Everyone's ill. Everyone's got an ailment. Everyone's poorly. And also, they want it there and then and obviously uh, not going into too much detail because it'll just bore you to death um yeah. but 
unfortunately resources are tight in the pharmacy industry so which led to you know a lot of people being uh, disappointed or not getting what they wanted mm-hmm. and unfortunately people in community pharmacy are on the front line for that which is good to an extent because you you know you can help and support people on on like you know on some level however yeah. it just I felt like I wasn't getting the fulfillment out of the role so that's when yeah I decided <clears throat> I wanted to open up my own coffee shop. Yeah. So I decided I did my uh, trade back barista training when I was traveling, which yeah, was about 10 years ago now. So it seems huh. a long time ago um, and enjoyed it back then. And I've kind of like dipped in and out of like hospitality over the years, just like part time or just, you know, helping friends out, etc. And And so I decided, yeah, do you know what? I want to open up my own hub. I want to open up my own coffee shop or restaurant or something along the lines of that. Okay, let's start looking. So, yeah, I kind of did and soon realised that <laughs> it was bloody expensive. Yeah. The shock of rates, of bit like business rates, of property, and especially like in and around Kendall and the lakes. Oh, my goodness. It was a huge wow. shock to the system. It was crazy. Mm. So, yeah, that, that idea slowly just became a little bit more distant because I just felt like I couldn't achieve that or potentially do what I wanted to do in the property that I wanted so I was kind of like compromising something along the line Mm. so then I decided to go um so that's where like the mobile idea came about it it's it's fantastic um what you've done there because some people that they get tunnel vision on an idea and then they think no it has to be this and and it can't go either left or right, but an idea is just an idea, and you've got to let yeah. it grow and evolve and change. And and you know the the story that you're telling, there's you know it's you listen to any of the big podcasts, the people who have made it, it's always the same story. Like reduce your lifestyle, you know, plow everything into your business, yeah. go part time, yeah. reduce your hours, cut your social life, plow everything into your business, <laughs> and then you've gone and looked at it and gone, yeah, I want a coffee shop in in the Lake District, and then someone said, yeah, welcome to um, this raid. And you're like, yep, no, thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that's literally what it was. It was, it's just, it's extortionate. And at the time when I was looking at it, there wasn't much like local funding to be able to help out or anything like that. So I went, um, I joined this business startup program through South Lakeland District Council. And that kind of, kind of gave me the base and the understanding of what it is like to be running your own business Mm. and uh, there was people in that room who were in a very similar situation to me either they it was just an idea they were thinking about it they had or they had a business plan or they were like near enough fully established so you kind of got talking and meeting and then and from there you kind of mingling and and you know connecting with people who are similar minded who Mm -hmm. kind of are in the same boat as you and then yeah, that's kind of where it kind of came from. But in respects to what I do now, it wasn't just the coffee side that um, kind of drew me into it. It was more going back, like it was, it was a way of speaking to people, connecting with people, yeah. working in the outdoors. Um, and it kind of, and that's kind of where it stemmed from. I knew I wanted to be in the lakes. I knew I wanted to be... <laughs> offering something, a service to someone or, you know, to anyone that potentially 
would be you know they they would want to come to visit me they would not just they have to be there so yeah, you're yeah. kind of always getting the nicer side of people <laughs> rather than the the crappy side of people yeah, if no, you would. It's, um it's fair and yeah and then I kind of I love personally like I love being outdoors I always have done from a young yeah from since, since I was younger I've loved being in the outdoors um but also I love being I think especially since getting a bit older coming out of like the days when you go out to the pubs and you know go clubbing and all that you kind of mature and go into coffee shops and connecting with people and mingling with people and seeing what that kind of environment brings to people and yeah. it was kind of noticing that kind of way of life and I was like I really like this I want a bit of this when when do you think it just seems to me that in the last couple of years this coffee shop coffee everyone's drinking coffee it's yeah. just gone absolutely mental and I can't honestly think like we went from having no coffee shops to very few <laughs> to like everywhere's a coffee shop now like to the point yeah. where you know it's like the the big Costa and Starbucks and all them like they've yeah. all got big chains yeah. all over the place but um what do you think caused it like there must have been a cause think, and effect there always is yeah definitely I think like um with the, like start the likes of Starbucks and Costa obviously going from like instant coffee which mm. I hold my hands up I was an instant coffee drinker a long time ago mm. um but yeah I think like the whole with Costa and Starbucks it kind of Obviously, it's quite westernised, isn't it? Because you have it, it started like over in the States and mm. you've got the huge, um, huge companies that have kind of obviously brought it over here and adapted that coffee culture to, to, mm. to over here. And from Very there, nice. it's just, I think like a lot of businesses are becoming like more independent businesses and a lot of like specialised coffee, mm. you know, coffee roasters and things like that and new businesses have been opening but there has been a huge shift in coffee culture. Mm. I think it's just, I think it's a bit of everything. I think it's like the coffee. I think like the social hub of it, like how it's bringing people together. Um, and from there, I, do you know, I don't really know, but it's just, it's, it's just here. such a nice, it's here. And I think everybody's embracing it. Everybody's kind of enjoying it. Yeah. It kind of, you know, it's such a sociable environment coffee isn't it like whether you're outside or you're inside or you're in a coffee shop or you're on the top of a mountain it yeah. is such it, it kind of draws people in together i i always finish my adventures with coffee and cake like yeah <laughs> a, a lot of them a lot of them are um like when i do recce's the gate like a part of the recce is finding the right coffee shop like i yeah. want to take my troops into you know, after a hard day in the hills or the dales or the mills, yeah. wherever we are, like I want to finish it off and like a nice, a nice, um, family-run, like yourself, businesswoman sort of coffee shop where it's got a bit of personality to it, and um, it just I it think, just picks it up. Yeah, definitely, and I think it it does. It has a, such a different effect on on you and your experience as you know, as a customer, like we all do. Is when you go into these small independent businesses. Mm -hmm. you know as soon as you walk through that door and what kind of vibe it's going to have like the way they welcome you the way they put absolutely their heart and soul into your experience within the business so yeah. you know whether it is a, a restaurant a cafe a coffee shop whatever you all you like it's it's great the experience you get within that right compared to a corporate company when you've got people yeah. working for them 
who necessarily don't want it to work for that don't want yeah. to be there and just kind of are just there for the money or you know they're there because they haven't got another option whereas when it's independent yeah and it's family-run business or anything like that you it's just you soul, get it? it is yeah and they just they put everything into it and you get and you get that vibe when you walk into like you know an independent coffee shop or roasters yeah i always find no absolutely um i'm very very lucky that um where i'm from in darlington a guy who i had on the podcast has got a coffee shop called echo free coffee which is I follow of, him on instagram yeah, it's yeah, great yeah, he's, yeah, yeah chris yeah. he's a good friend yeah he's a man of mine um and he's got a fantastic coffee shop and like the vibe in there and i go in there every monday and i do like all my admin and all my pe- and all my work and his coffee's fantastic and you can just tell that and it's probably exactly the same as you he's a perfectionist do you know what i mean like he yeah. just everything yeah. has to be right and um yeah and I think that's what you get when you go to someone in a small business. You get someone's passion where what you're saying with the corporate, you know, the people who are working in there, ain't nothing wrong with it. You know, you, no, you're there to, make a, you're there to make a book. But when it's not your business, maybe you don't put a thousand and twenty five hundred percent in. Um, yeah, you definitely don't have like the vast interest in that business as much as a business owner. And so, I guess it does. Yeah, you, you can. I feel like. A lot of coffee shops, like independent coffee shops in and around Kendall, especially like anywhere in the lakes, to be honest. Yeah. And, the, and we, I mean, we're we're spoiled for choice around here. I mean, we mm. have some awesome business owners with awesome like coffee or cafes, coffee shops mm. or cafes. But I'd much rather go there and give them my money than go yeah. to than go into you know a big corporate business to support them. No, yeah, no, you're right. Um, on sort of how you changed ideas and went from a shop to a mobile. Yeah. Obviously, obviously you've got an awesome camper. Talk us through that process. Like talk us through your branding, what you wanted yeah. to, the, the, the message that you wanted to push out there and sort of, were you always going to get a camper or, or was like, what was the take with it? Yeah. I mean, like, so I, like I do spend a lot of my time outside and I kind mm-hmm. of, I, the idea when I soon realised that I couldn't afford to run my own coffee shop because I would have to borrow a lot of money and I wasn't, mm. I wasn't prepared to put myself in that situation to compromise the business before I even got off the ground. Yeah. So I was like, I need a way to start up, afford, like to be able to afford to start up without you know, without all the overheads of a, of a, of a cafe or a, or a, you know, a rented place. So yeah, I, um, I, it, it sorry. Makes, it makes, sorry, no, honestly, it makes perfect sense. Um, I, I've bumped into a few sort of mobile coffee shop owners and mm. everyone I meet is dead laid back and dead sort of like just, yeah, this yeah, week we're here and I next think... week we're there. And, you know, we, we go to all these yeah. great shows and we meet all these new people and, my van's awesome and I've got good coffee and life is good. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I think that's like... definitely, definitely what it is. But I, I don't think I had that view. Like looking back now, I don't think I had that view beforehand to know what it was going to be like because I literally yeah. had no idea. And I didn't know whether it was going to work, but I knew if I wanted to make it work, I, you know, I had, I put everything I, I physically had into to make it work. But I thought if it doesn't work for whatever reason... I've I've still got a van at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> with a coffee machine in the back, so, so I'll just live live life in the camper with with a coffee machine in the back. But um, 
yeah regards to, to kind of where it came out where, like where it established from was um because I do spend quite a lot of time outside and we always um wherever we go we kind of take the stove tops and and we have all the gear and stuff and yeah, it kind of cool. was like you know me and my friends were like chatting you know we would talk it through and um I said I just don't see why you should have to compromise coffee mm. when you're outside when you're up in the mountains whether you're out on your bike whether you're out walking yeah. swimming whatever you're doing you still should be able to enjoy good coffee wherever you are. So then I was like, well, yeah, why don't I go mobile? Why don't I convert my van? So I, I was working full time at this point. Um, yeah. And the idea was to just do shows and festivals and park up where I could yeah. um, and still work. But it just got to the point where something had to give, couldn't, I couldn't keep it all juggling. I had to either put my heart and soul into the business and try and get that lifted off the ground yeah. or or not do it, to be fair. Yeah. That was my only option. And obviously I wasn't going to start with this idea. And then, you know, I, ha- I was like, I'm like, I'm turning 30 this next year. Like <laughs> I need, and you know, <laughs> if I'm going to do it, I need to do it now. I'm in a situation yeah, where I then created a life. So um as in like my home life so um I rent but I'm in a situation you know where I if it all if it didn't go tits up then I could move in and live in my van or I could go and live with my family you know I've got an awesome network of people around me I've got an incredible family I've got amazing friends um and I think that's been so valuable now looking back as well if I didn't have them around me that were kept encouraging me kept me on like the straight and narrow and been like yeah you're doing really well you are making the right decision you know on them days where I was like what am I doing Mm. you know I think well I don't know I can't say for sure but whether it would have happened without them I don't know but they definitely kept like you know encouraging me and like pushing me in the right direction and in in the direction that I wanted to go in yeah you're right Um, there and what you're saying is you 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 can't to run a business successfully, you can't live in chaos. Do you know what I mean? No, you, you can't, can't. You can't. You need to have. You need to have that. That bit of your life needs to be sorted. Personal yeah. life needs to be sorted because. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think. Yeah, you you do it for the wrong reasons then. Yeah. No, it's potentially. It's a fair, it's a fair play. So obviously, um, branding, social media. Yeah. Logos, I'm, I'm... It, it, it is <laughs> very, 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 very important. And I feel like um, without sort of guessing your age, live on a podcast. Um, <laughs> I think I've just told you my age. Yeah, yeah I'm, I know, I'm glad that you did. this year, yeah. So, sort of, I'm 35, you're 30 this year. I feel like that's still a bracket where you've had to go back and maybe learn social media. It hasn't oh, just God. come naturally. So I'm talk- terrible. <laughs> I am. I am awful. Um, what, in, so, in what I respects? have... <laughs> as in um i had no idea about the patterns that you should post uh, mm-hmm. the hashtags like what you should do like how you should post your hashtags yeah. um oh there's i mean there's so many i get wrong now i mean and to be honest if there's anything that challenges me through like at the moment with the business is instagram or well to be fair any social media that is the most challenging thing for me because okay. i'm not good at it I'm not, na- yeah. I'm not, na- I'm not naturally gifted with social media and yeah. I don't think prior to now I've never, I didn't really enjoy social media and I was never on it all mm. the time. 
um, in that, you know, in the previous years, it was always quite, I had to make quite an effort to like, if I was to ever post something or anything like that. Whereas I have got some really good friends. So I've got a friend who's a blogger. She's a travel blogger. And Who's that? I've got a, Who's your friend? Um, she's called Travelista. Oh, so right, she's okay. over in Leeds, yeah. Ah, okay, um, right. I think I've heard of her, yeah. So when I first started out, um, yeah, she I picked up a lot of tips from her. Cool. <laughs> and my another my also my other best friend, she is she is hot on Instagram. Okay. And she's just um she's nearly self employed as well. So um <laughs> she's my go to girl. So I was actually on the way back from, from Windermere today, chatting to her saying, Right, okay, I'm having a right lull. On um, on Instagram, I don't know what to post. Can you give me a bit of advice on where I need to go because I'm just struggling? And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, brilliant." And she helped me through. And she was like, "Right, okay, maybe you should just like take some time and just you know plan some posts." And she gave me some really good advice. I was like, "Yeah, okay, I need to do that." Cool. But it, yeah, it's it it is hard. It it's it's a double edged sword. Like it, it's good and it's bad. And yeah. One thing you've got to sort of be, I think people who chase likes and chase followers, uh, it, it's, I don't know where it ends for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's almost that thing is I want a lot of money, but how much is a lot? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, how, where where is your ceiling? Because you are going to hit the ceiling and you are going to run out of ideas. And when that happens, how is it going to sort of affect you mentally? Like, that, there's yeah, a lot definitely. of people out there chasing the chasing, um, uh, what's the right word? Sort of validation from people they don't yeah. know. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, absolutely. And it's it's a shame, really, because you kind of think, you know, what are you doing it for? Are you doing it because you, you know you're passionate about that, or you know that's you feel like that's the right thing to do, or that's the right post to put because it's you know it means something to you, or mm. are you posting it because you sat there waiting for the likes to come through, the comments to come through for them to say, you know, to praise you and, you know, and if that's the case, maybe that's the wrong reason to, no, to do it. It's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a shame really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely. And, and sort of, you, you can sort of tell by looking at accounts when they've got, you know, uh, 25 posts and like massive following and, and they're not following as many back. And I always sort yeah. of look at that thing and I think it's very sad that actually, because what you're trying to say there is, is you're really, really interesting, and but out of that four thousand people that's followed you, only twenty five yeah. people are worth your time, which yeah. I always think is just like. Yeah. Now go face to face with them, with that person who you who they followed you, but you and give them three reasons why you're not worth their time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. No one's yeah. no one's being that guy or girl. No one's no doing one. that because no one wants to be put in a situation where it's like. Well, I was gonna, but what it was was oh, okay, <laughs> st stories. Um, yeah, yeah. But it is very important. It is very important um, for businesses, and I feel yeah. um, from what I see from you is obviously what I see is I, I see smiley coffee. That's what I see. <laughs> That's what I That's see. It. And, I just kind of I wanted to I wanted a mix of um, a mixture of what I'm doing of this kind of like journey that I'm on of with, yeah. you know, setting up the van and, and the progress yeah. of the business. Cause obviously it's, I am a new style. Um, and also a kind of a snippet into my own personal life, yeah. but not too much. I'm always quite like um, aware of the fact I don't want it to be all about me because yeah. it's not, it's about Elliot and Elliot's in the business. Yeah. But it's, I think it's kind of nice to have that personal touch and be like, okay, well, 
you know a picture of me and and, and write something about it yeah but everything yeah it is it is tough and it is quite challenging to to get the posts in and you know to kind of I suppose keep people who are following you um, interested in what you're doing and um, so I think there's quite a lot of pressure from that sometimes but I try not to um dwell on that or you know mm. think about that too much I kind of post it put it out there if people want to look at it and read it they can do if they don't they'll just swipe past and 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 I'm I sit comfortably with that so no don't you know that that likes I say this all the time likes and comments don't pay the bills no you know definitely I mean? not definitely I've, not you know, and you have to be pulling big traction to get someone to sponsor you and to pay your way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. To be an influencer, that word. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, fair yeah. enough if you can make a living like that. And, and But how, how long for? Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly, I always yeah. feel like everything's got, everything has a shelf like Everything's got a bubble. And especially with the sort of roller coaster that social media has been on. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, did 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 the newspaper ever think it would have its day? Probably not. Did, <laughs> probably not. Did, no, definitely not. Did did the radio? Probably not. Did the TV? Probably not. Did Sky Television? All these big things that have come, yeah, yeah. they've all been replaced. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and know, even Instagram, like in the last few years, like there's been a huge shift, obviously since Instagram has been introduced. And yeah. like obviously, like the like bloggers who are making an actual living out of Instagram. Yeah. But yeah. Like I'm sure, you know, a lot of them will will say. They ha- they don't know how long this is gonna, you know, be be valid valid for because, like you say, every, all good things come to an end eventually. No, absolutely, and and so going back to what, you know, I, I've tried to sort of line up diaries with you a few times and sort of yeah, <laughs> obviously no, hey, that's that's the dance. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like that's yeah, that's your success. You know, you're out there chasing and hustling and getting after these dates, and that's that's how it is. And and so when we finished the Lakes Three Peaks and we saw. Finished the car park at the end of the day. Yeah. I was like, I was like, like from a personal standpoint, I'd have been, I was just like, it would have I been. Need <laughs> I need a brew, but it would have been amazing for for all the gang to come down off the hill and yeah. you to be in the car park, set up, good to go. Yeah. And yeah. I just thought, yeah. we're going to have to go to McDonald's drive through with Penrith. But yeah, no, that's that. I guess that's the thing. Like it's it's been incredible as in you know I've only been doing like I've only been up and running since the beginning of June um and I've done about six events and they vary from music festival fitness festival um storytelling festival and each one has such a charm about it and Mm -hmm. I've been I'm, I'm loving I've loved every single one um equally but I think personally I would, you know, I would much rather do a smaller, more intimate, more local event than yeah. a huge, big event where I'm probably just stood looking at the machine, just mm. boshing out coffees every split second. Um, I think that would probably take the enjoyment out of it a bit for me. Here's a one for you. Obviously, um, you got. How do you go to these festivals? Like, without giving any sort of like secrets away, are you literally just approaching people and saying? I've got a van. Can I come and sell coffee at your event? Like, how does it sort uh, of work? Yeah. So, so people kind of, um, so some um, events have like um, huge um, events, um, like event organizers yeah, yeah. that come that, and they will have like a package and they'll have like every vendor sorted and that'll come as like one big package. Or you'll get festivals who uh, are just starting out and they, um, 
will put up on social media looking for a coffee van looking for a food van looking for ice cream van or whatever yeah yeah cool um you know and there's been somewhere um they actually put it up tender every year so like you kind of get to know um you know which months so like there's a few that are coming like for next year who are like right okay yeah you need to apply in february and it's kind of first come first serve i think so every single festival is different and they all have the different processes. They all have the different rules. Um, I've been lucky with this year, uh, quite a few of the ones that I've done for a few, yeah, a few of the ones that I've done have that this is their first year as well. So the one that I did in my first ever festival, um, that was their first year of doing it. So it was new for new for them. It was new for me. Um, it was absolutely insane. It was brilliant. It was such a good do. Um, but yeah, I guess like maybe the bigger they get, then you know if if a, if a, if, a, if a festival gets that big, then I guess they might you know they'll organise like um, big companies to kind of take over that kind of side of things. And have you had anyone sort of famous or semi-famous come along to the van and get a brew off you? Tim Farron today. Yeah, so he was up at Windy Bay train station. Because oh, um, nice. it was the new lot, it was the launch of the new trains for the Northern yeah. Northern Rail. Um, yeah, so cool. he was up there um, with a lot of the um, big important people from Northern were there as well. Oh, um, but cool. yeah, no, <laughs> going was, like, um, was Alan Hinks not there? Because he loves a train. Old Alan Hinks. Do you follow <laughs> Alan on Instagram? He no, loves I trains. Don't. He no, loves. I don't Follow him on Instagram. He loves a train, uh, and he, <laughs> loves, he loves a train, and he loves a mountain. Um, he's well worth a follow. Oh and he likes God. a, and he likes a brew because he's Yorkshire. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to invite him. Invite him to come and have a brew, at Elliot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He'd, he'd be all over that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, no, no one famous good. so far. Yeah, well, time, time, time will come. Um, yeah, that's it. Obviously, a big thing at the moment is I'm conscious of it because I drink a lot of coffee. Mm. Is I've got my own mug. Now, obviously, recycling and, and cups and all this and straws is obviously worse than a nuclear winter. Um, <laughs> how, how do you manage that? Like, obviously, you know, you live in the Lake District, you're, you're outdoorsy person. So, you, you know, being mindful of the environment that we live in yeah. must be sort of like, how do you, how'd you do it? Yeah, it, yeah. Like, it, to be fair, it's, it's really interesting because I think it kind of like, um, so like part of like my ethos was like, when I was starting up the business, I was like, I want it to be green as I can. Like I want it to mm-hmm. be environmental as I can. Um, so I kind of did my research beforehand. Um, and the cups and the, I've always so conscious of like cups and the lids. So I always, yeah, like I say, do a lot of research, find out cool. where they're coming from. If you know, um, how good they are, as in if they're compostable, if they're recyclable, how, oh, how, what wow. impact they have on the carbon footprint, etc. So, but it's the, there's it's that's constantly changing as well all the time mm. so there's cups that um have been on the market for like like maybe six months ago that were seen as you know the brand to go with because they were the most eco-friendly ones um, yeah. but now i've just actually started some new cups today um that are not even paper cups they're made out of um sugar sugar cane residue oh wow so it's sugarcane waste they've made right. these cups out of. So they're compostable, they're biodegradable, and they're really low on the carbon footprint because it's actually they're they're 
made out of waste, which literally oh, blows my mind. That's really, that's sort of really impressive actually. Cause at one point I was like, you know, getting a, getting a coffee every day and a takeaway yeah, cup. Yeah. And then like I heard about like the cups being like so dreadful. Oh, to sort of, gosh, and I was yeah. like, Oh, I'm one guy getting five, five, you know, honestly, like yeah, one every single yeah, day. Yeah. I'm like, that's, I'm putting 20 non uh, 20 cups in the environment every and yeah, I thought right yeah, I'll just yeah. buy a cup and then I'll, I feel better about myself but um no and that's it and it's like as well um so I teamed up with Clean Canteen which are a huge brand however they've got okay. a distributor which literally is behind my house um so I contacted them about getting some branded like insulated tumblers um and so I went there like chatted to them about it and yeah, I've sold out now, which in the huh. first couple of months, I sold out of them, which is great. So, um, but they're insulated uh, tumblers, so you can put coffee, you put tea in it. I mean, I've put soup awesome. in it, I've put everything in, but um, awesome. that was an alternative to single use cups. So you could buy that from me, um, yeah. um, you know, rather than rather than using look, look at, ones. You know, it, it is a serious issue. Um, yeah, absolutely. We, we, you know, we are being warned that the environment needs to be looked after and, and every yeah. single individual needs to do his piece, you know. Absolutely, If that's yeah. recycling and, and, and sort of, if you are a coffee or a tea, you know, get yourself mm. a proper mug and whatever. And it's, it's good yeah. that, if any day, if a, if a small sort of business like yours is thinking like that, then can someone from Costa or Starbucks explain to me why they're not thinking like that? Because yeah, their cups aren't, you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. they're having a massive turnover um and they should be you know they should be leading the charge not following yeah. the charge yeah. um and you know kudos to you and hats off to you for, for doing that because you know yeah. i think there'll be a lot of people who when they buy your cups consciously i bet they're thinking oh is this biodegrade like and obviously you can yeah, say, oh, yeah that's it yeah and i do have a lot of conversations about them because a lot of people will say oh i don't want a plastic lid and I'm yeah, like, okay, yeah. I'm like, that's brilliant if you don't want a lid, but they're not plastic. I'll say to yeah. them, you know, they are they are actually made out of sugar cane um, and they are biodegradable. And so even if, you know, if these cups or... Because what the issue is, is that some of these takeaway cups, they if they get contaminated, even though they might be compostable, um, yeah, but if they get contaminated, they... they can't do them at these big plants. So then they do mm. go into landfill. And yeah. a percentage of them will break down, and a percentage will just will just go into landfill. Um, so obviously, yeah. um, we talked about the coffee explosion, and and obviously, uh, sort of uh, veganism and sort of a lot of other sort of um, different sort of what's the right word palettes, tastes, yeah. um, styles, <laughs> whatever you yeah. want to call it, yeah. is obviously you as a business owner who's involved in selling. You sell food as well, cakes or anything like that. Um, just yeah, so I, yeah, I sell cakes. Um, I use so, a baker's from Kendall. Ah, right. So, so straight away, I'm guarantee you, you get this question. Uh, um, hi, I'm vegan. Have you got any vegan cakes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about five times a day, actually. <laughs> yeah. I always. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty lucky. So I use um, a baker's in Kendall um, called cool. Ginger Baker's. And, ginger bakers, uh, yeah. ginger bakers, yeah. And Lisa from there, she, her and her team are absolutely brilliant. And they, she's, they are constantly moving forward with, um, you know, with this movement with people going, you know, a lot with a demand in um, veganism and vegetarian and gluten free yeah. and dairy free and yeah. everything else really. So all her cakes, um, I mean, she has 
an incredible selection of cakes but they're all like gluten-free and dairy-free but she has such a big range of vegan cakes as well um so I always always have them as you know I always have a selection of vegan cakes as well as non-vegan cakes because you'll find there's quite a lot of people that will be asking for them do you know it's 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 you know that's fair play you you just adapt into your market and in another life, uh, when I used to do another job, I used to go into sort of um, cafes and restaurants and stuff, uh, yeah. and sort of truck stops and stuff like that. And I used to say, uh, beans on toast. And, and, I, and then I would say, do you have any brown bread? And the, and the answer used to be, well, <laughs> well, it will, well, it will be when it's toasted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I just used to share my head and think like, you haven't even got brown bread. It's like 2016, you don't even have brown bread. Like, yeah. Some it's, people are so so stuck in like that way of thinking. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you want a healthy it's... breakfast? Uh, what scram- <laughs> what scrambled egg on toast? Yeah, that's healthy. Right, I'll have one of them then please. Um <laughs> Yeah. I was actually talking to someone the other day and um he we were talking about food and I said, Oh yeah, I'm vegetarian and um but I was like, you know, I have no qualms with anybody else eating meat or anything like that. That's their choice. And um he was saying that he all he eats is uh, beans and sausage rolls and I said oh I said well you know you could what about calves do you have any pasta or anything like that and he went pasta pasta's healthy I wouldn't have that (laughs) (laughs) I was cracking up I was like god it's brilliant but yeah there has been that I mean even though there's been such a shift in you know in food and drink industry and it needs to and it needs to to be fair yeah absolutely but there's still those people that are that I like that and I was just like it's brilliant it's so funny in, in 20 years time there'll be a, an image um probably in black and white of a kid about 12 slightly overweight holding a can of Red Bull and everyone will be <laughs> yeah. like I can't believe we used to let kids drink Red Bull <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'll be it that will be it that yeah. that's how we'll be defined like that's how the, this this sort yeah. of uh, century will be defined kids yeah. drinking Red Bull at 12 um <laughs> but I do I see... a lot I, sorry no go on um go on uh, no, i do find a lot now though people even people if they don't have like um intolerances or or any like requirements they'll so uh, there's so many people that prefer oatly milk over cow's yeah. milk even though they're you know they're absolutely fine they can drink cow's milk yeah so that's like that's like the preferred option i i had for the first time this week barista milk chris stocks barista milk have you oh, seen that how was that no yeah i've seen it how was it uh, tasted like milk. It's a bit of a silly question of the stuff. Yeah, it? It, no, no, it's 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 completely fine. In in shock horror, um, it came from our local. He gets all of his stuff sort of local. Um, yeah. Uh, the the York dairy, and uh, he's like, "Oh, John, do you want to try some barista milk?" I was like, "Well, it's not none of this crazy sort of left field stuff, is it?" I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just. I'm just moving on to seeded bread here. I can't be... <laughs> <laughs> Slow down a bit. <laughs> Slow down with your progress. No, I'll give it a try. It was, yeah, it was spot on. He, Good. He gets his, uh, he gets his um, coffee from Colombia. So he's oh, on that... Nice. Um, he's on the... Uh, what do you call him? Um, the, Com- the Colombian gangster. What do you call oh, him? Nice. Um, Pablo Escobar is on the old Escobar coffees. Um, oh, the Escobar, right. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it's really, really good. Uh, we're oh, absolutely good. flying through this and we're going to now move on to um my favorite part of the show the five watts the legendary five watts so the first one um 
what's the greatest advice you've been given? Oh gosh, um, I've been given so much advice, um, but I think the most, I think the advice that's really stuck with me, and I've probably been more aware of and quite conscious of, is that whatever advice you get told or given, because everybody, absolutely everybody, when you're starting up a new business, wants to give you their, t- like they will, they want to give you their <laughs> advice, and yeah. their advice is always right. So I think the one good thing is the one that somebody had said to me was said, yeah, listen to it, take it in, but just give yourself time to absorb it. Don't ever make a decision off somebody else's advice um, and don't make any impulse decisions. Really yeah, take your cool. time to, to think about it. So, you know, if somebody said, oh, I think you should do this, or I should do that. Just go away, think about it, absorb it, take it in. And just don't make yeah any impulse decisions. Fair play. Um, yeah, I think that was that was probably one thing that I've been very conscious and aware of. Yeah, no, that's um, that's a, that's a fair point. Uh, second one. Yeah. This can either be personal or business. Uh, what's on oh, your right, bucket okay. list? Oh gosh. Um, on a more personal level, it's always been travel and travel has yeah. always been on my bucket list and I've been very fortunate to travel um, some incredible places around the world. And I think that's one that I'm, I will just continuously keep doing. Um, I'll always be traveling um, because, yeah, I think there's just so much to see out there. Definitely. Um, Anywhere in particular? Uh, um, so hopefully there's, um, I'm wanting to go to Indonesia um, and some West, uh, like the western part of Thailand, nice. off the beaten track. Um, yeah, I would yeah. quite like to do that this next year, and also um, Canada's up there on the high list. So, um, where in Canada? Uh, Banff's um, really nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, well, I've yeah, got some friends nice. at Camp. I've got some friends at Campbell River, so we might go out and go cycling. So, go yeah, on, like, a bit of a cycling just, tour. Just watch out for bears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different. different <laughs> It's a different game in Cumbria. We have um, Cumbrian blues in Canada. They have they have brown bears. Actually, big big grizzly bears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so, third one. Uh, what's been your toughest day? Oh, um, I think my first day at the station, my first ever day at Windermere train station, was the hardest day because right. Um, I literally got there, obviously not knowing how it was going to pan out and first I got I was just about setting it I was setting up I was halfway through setting up and the first person who came over to the van and the station was pretty empty by this point because the people hadn't like started coming in and a guy came up to me and he went you do know booze give free coffee out don't you (laughs) and just walked (laughs) off (laughs) he just walked off before I could even say anything Wow! and I was like all oh, right okay and I just thought right it's all right you're doing the right thing come on you'll be fine and I was like because so nervous anyways and and then um I cut, my first customer came he got off the train and a massive gust of wind came and blew the gazebo up I mean oh. luckily he was fine and he was so lovely and he just grabbed it and then I grabbed it but as I was wow. grabbing it I was cutting it. So I was I was cutting open a bag of bean and I stabbed myself with the finger, <laughs> and I had blood everywhere. It was so deep. Um, 
So wow. he then went into booze and got some like tissue and bandages for me, bless him. Um, but yeah, that was probably everything just happened. Wow. And then from there, it just it rained all day, so it was pretty quiet. Um, and wow. people were just coming over and kind of like just yeah, there were just a lot of locals were like inspecting, and they were just like, "Oh, there's a new kid on the block. Like, who are you? <laughs> what are you doing here? And who said you could park here? And all that kind of gubbins." So. I came home and I was just like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. I was like, no, tomorrow's a new day. Give your head a wobble. You'll be fine. Well, Come on. Do you know yeah. what? That, just on that, that guy who said that to you um, oh. from a personal level, I hope he gets lost on the fells. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've never or, seen him or, again since. So, uh... Good, good. Hopefully he's been, he's currently lost on the fells still. Um, <laughs> yeah. Some people, man, they're just oh, absolute lunatics. Yeah, I um, know. I know. I thought so, you just, yeah. Yeah. Well, well done for person. <laughs> well done for per- persevering. Um, yeah. Uh, fourth, what? What's been your happiest day? Um, my first day at my first festival. Cool. Was my happiest day because I think because I was in. You know, you go into a festival, people want you there. They're like, oh, coffee, yeah. I mean, any yeah. stockholder there will be welcomed with open arms because they mm-hmm. want you there. So that was really warming. It was, you know, um, it made you feel, you know, it made me feel quite confident. I was like, yeah, I've got this, totally got this. Obviously having absolutely no idea really how it was going to pan out. Um. But yeah, the people that organised the event, they were just really reassuring. They were like, yeah, that, it's absolutely brilliant. And obviously at that point, it was like the first week I was trading. So I was still trying to find my feet and kind of get into my rhythm and groove. And But the first day went and it was really busy and I got some incredible feedback from people and they were just amazing. And, I, and it just put me on such a high. I was just like, yeah, this is the reason why I'm doing it. This is why... Mega. I'm doing what I'm doing, and yeah, it was amazing. Mega, that's class. So, yeah, I would say that was my the best day. Fair play, yeah. Um, the fifth and final, what? What's next for either yourself or the Coffee Empire? Oh, well, well. So, well, actually, I'm doing my alcohol license in October, uh, ready ah. for the Christmas season. So, I'm ready for the mulled wine. Um, so I'm kind of um, the plan was to always kind of grow it grow Elliot's a little bit and hence the reason one of the reasons why when I chose Elliot's as a name it was a name that just wasn't associated with coffee it was kind of a name that I could you know I could take with me whatever I was doing so if I was going to do my license which I am doing um you know it kind of links in as well so yeah I'm doing my alcohol license so um I can be you know I'm going to have a bar at events um cool. and also yeah and then there's i've got a couple of friends that are also in a similar boat so they're also doing like street food um and we're kind of working together for some plans for for 2020 so awesome. yeah i don't want to speak don't want to say too much no but, no don't, yeah don't we've got some too, plans up our sleeves so fingers don't, crossed don't give too much away yeah, yeah um wow right well that's been brilliant um i just want to say thanks very much for coming on the podcast um no problem. That's been Kirsty from. Hey, no, that's what it's all about. That's been Kirsty from Elliot's Coffee Van. Um, you can find her at Windermere if she's not trying to stab herself or have gazebos <laughs> blown away. Um, points to note: stay away from corporate corporate coffee, um, sugar cups, 
make sure you start asking for them sugar cups and, and, <laughs> and think about the environment whilst you're having and enjoying your coffee. Um, where can people find you on the world of Instagram and social media? Um, so on Facebook, I'm not on Twitter. Um, haven't got that far so, yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, on Facebook and Instagram, I am Elliot's Lake District. Um, yeah. And it's Elliot's with one T. Brilliant. And on social? Um, I haven't got a website set up yet because I'm, again, not that quick at adapting. <laughs> but um, on, on my Instagram page and on my Facebook yeah. page, you have uh, my email address. Um, so that's Elliot's Lake District at gmail.com. Um, cool. And also my contact number is on there for uh, if you, you know, if you wanted to book me for any events or um, private functions or anything like that. Wow, that's uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you want to start a business, it involves a lot of uh, hard work and time, but you knew that already. Um, that's going to sort of bring us to the end of this Eagle podcast. On next week's show, I finally tracked him down. Mr. Alfie Usher from Fill My Boots, which is a military banter site, which has forced the MOD to change its um, social media policy. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this one play out. Um, ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening. Uh, thanks very much again to Elliot's Coffee Van. I will be stopping by with the gang soon to get uh, lattes and various other hot beverages. So thanks very much and good night. <laughs>